Well, hello, hello. Welcome to episode three of I May Go on a Tangent. I am your host, Liz, and I know what you're thinking. It's been a while, and you're not wrong. It has been a hot minute since I have uploaded an episode, and I'm so sorry. Things have just gotten so crazy around here, and I have not had time to edit these episodes that I've recorded. So I've actually just finished editing this episode that I'm uploading right now, today, um, that you're about to hear. So this is actually editing Elizabeth's voice that you're hearing, not recording Elizabeth's voice. So if they sound different, that is why. Anyways, I wanted to quickly go over some housekeeping notes, and then we can move on to the actual episode. So first of all, today's guest is a writer. I know I'm so excited that she chatted with me and we got to have a great discussion. And so that means that I posted some of her um, links in the description. So I have shared with you guys her Instagram page um, for her writing, as well as her most recent blog post. Um, specifically, her most recent blog post is her own personal reflections on the anti-Asian hate um, amidst COVID-19. Um, and I really enjoyed reading it. And so I hope that you guys give that a read, especially just with um, all that is happening in our world um, and just the need to expose ourselves to stories and creators and writers and artists who um, represent these, um, yeah, these groups that are being discriminated against and who have had just, yeah, such um, trauma in their history, um, more specifically even with, um, yeah, Indigenous art and writers and creators and just hearing their stories, um, especially with everything that is, um, yeah, being exposed these days. Um, and so, yeah, that is what I encourage you guys to do is to read her link, but more importantly to just, as always, expose ourselves to more diverse selection of artists and, and writing and storytelling and all of that. The next thing that I wanted to say is that, as you already know, audio editing is not my talent. I have never claimed to be an audio editing expert. Um, and that is also why it has taken me a really long time to edit um, because I'm not very good at it. So if anyone out there can help me or knows a thing or two, like I said in the last episode, please let me know. Or if you're a podcast expert, um, it's actually surprisingly easy for anyone to start a podcast. But yeah, the editing is the hard part, I think. For me and so if you have any tips please let me know um without further ado enough about the boring stuff let's introduce today's lovely friend um so we have my friend angelina here hello angelina how are you i'm good liz thanks for having me yes i'm so excited um so yeah, Angelina is a good friend of mine. Um, I've known her for a couple years now, um, and it's been really cool to get to know her better throughout these past few years um, at Western. Um, I met Angelina at camp. Um, I was in high school, and I think Angelina was as well. Um, and then um, she joined us at Western um, last year, I guess, or two years ago, and um it's been really cool to hear about her experience and kind of share, um, share and reminisce about our experiences um, as we we've progressed through our degrees. Um, and yeah, it's been really cool to get to know her better through, um, yeah, just extracurriculars like Power to Change and um, as well through camp, like I said. Um, so 
I asked Angelina to join and share with us um, some, yeah, some of her thoughts on writing and um, just her experiences as a writer, as an artist, um, and yeah, kind of just share um, what it's been like for her as well in her program as well. Um, so yeah, um, why don't you quickly introduce yourself, Angelina? Yeah, thanks, Liz. Um, yeah, so I'm Angelina. I am an English and creative writing student, and um, I'm also a writer on the side. Um, but yeah, and uh, yeah, what else do I do? Yeah, I think you kind of covered it. I was like, <laughs> sorry, I, like I, I still need more. <laughs> it's okay. It's, yeah, no, it's that's okay. okay. We have lots. We got lots of questions to uh, unco- unpack. Yes. Um, that we'll find out more about you. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, like Angelina said, she is a writer, and if you have read her stuff, then you will know that she is a great writer. Um, and yes, I thoroughly enjoy reading a lot of her stuff. Um, so yeah. Um, anyways, why don't you tell us, um, to kind of set the, the mood, (laughs) um, why don't you tell us about the first thing you ever wrote, the first thing you remember writing? Yeah. So I think the first thing that like, I can remember writing if like, I think about it and like, that I guess I still kind of have like proof of um would be these like 12 poems that I wrote um that kind of have to do with uh like the 12 months of the year because um my Mm. mom used to have like this business and she had like a few doll lines and I um helped her design this one I I mean I guess I technically was the designer for that because like you know when you're five and like when you're five you have a bunch of like business ideas mine was like (laughs) why not start a business like themed around like you know the 12 birthstones because that was like what I was really into at the time (laughs) so I also for some reason got this idea to be like why not just write poems about like um each of the 12 months so I did and um, a few weeks ago actually or like some time ago my mom actually sent me like um the poems again because like I haven't looked at these poems in years and like (laughs) when I read them I was kind of like you know that like horror like that horror when you like look at something you like did like created when you're younger like I mean there's all I was also a bit impressed though because there were like some words where I was that like I don't think like I'm kind of impressed that seven-year-old me knew but for the most part I was really like oh my goodness like (laughs) that like feeling but like um yeah so that's kind of the earliest um memory I have of creating in terms of like writing but um I may have written more stuff I just don't remember I I did a lot of drawing like drawing but like and I guess I kind of would use those like narrate stories but thankfully <laughs> like my manga career never took off so that's good <laughs> for everyone's sake <laughs> I would have loved to see a manga by Liz Angelina I also love that it's like I think we were all we all had that phase about um of just being really into birthstones I remember thinking like I was so cool because my birthstone was a diamond or whatever (laughs) so I was just like "Ooh, my birthstone's a diamond I'm cooler than everyone so (laughs) we all had that phase yeah I mean mine's a garnet so like you know yeah they're all beautiful but (laughs) yeah I I I know it's like yeah as you get older though you kind of realize like it's like you know it's like 
you st- I think it's, it's looking back I still like appreciate it but yeah, it, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of glad I'm not the only one who went through that <laughs> yeah no definitely not that's yeah that's really cool that you've got to like revisit that as well like I I I was telling Angelina this morning when we recorded um the other day I found a story that I wrote in the eighth grade and you would think that it would be better than I am describing it as, but it was really awful. It was <laughs> so cringy, and I'm not even going to go into this the storyline, but it was just, it was this attempt to be, like, write, I don't know, it was this, te- this attempt to be, like, a YA writer and mm. write about dystopian fiction, but, like, it was just so, so cringy. And it was a short story, too, so there really isn't oh. that much you can unpack, but I remember thinking <laughs> I did such a good job. And now when I look back on it, I'm like, okay, what was I trying to do here? Yeah, honestly, (laughs) yeah. I honestly, I think I kind of went through a bit of that too. Like I wrote like some very small, like dystopian YA, like samples back when like (laughs) dystopia was all the range because I didn't realize like there were more genres within YA. I like, (laughs) like now I do write YA and I write kind of like a variety. And like, I think I'm still kind of trying to find my market there, but I think I gravitate towards a lot towards like, contemporary or like um but like I remember at the time like not realizing there's more like outside of dystopia so like (laughs) I kind of did write dystopia so I think I kind of went through that too and it wasn't good like kind of like maybe at the time I was I I don't know actually how I felt towards it I think I was just kind of like you know I I think it was like you know when you have an idea in your head and like Mm-hmm. it's like a brilliant and amazing and then when you like actually write it down or something it, it it's not that which is like realistic but like when you're younger it's like so soul crushing what it yeah what you see on like the screen is not what you envisioned in your head <laughs> oh that happens with oh with so many things even just like um ideas for like projects or ideas for like anything honestly and I mean just the fact that like this podcast I mean was one of those things where I like was laughing about it like I was just like that's funny and then I thought about it and I was like Kate this would be ridiculous but it would also be super fun so yes I think there's definitely uh, a lot of those and some of them turn into to great pieces of work and some of them just are a part of the process which is okay both are great yeah Um, but yeah you talked a little bit about like your genre like you were talking about um how you generally lean towards um, YA. So yeah, my next question is kind of like, what type of writing do you generally lean towards? Um, in Yeah, good question. Um, so I typically write um, YA, so like an adult. Um, mm-hmm. So if you think books like The Hunger Games, The Hate You Give, and then there's like a whole bunch of others. Those are just like maybe two off the top of my head that <laughs> I kind of came up with. But, yeah. <laughs> um, books like that, like kind of, that like the idea of like um I think they typically tend to be coming of age stories and like even Mm -hmm. though like yes they are kind of marketed towards like 13 17 year olds I think the idea of like who am I or or who am I becoming or very like the appeal to like everyone regardless of age like it's just a marketing like like kind of like a marketing thing where it's like they kind of target it towards 14 17 year olds whereas like I think though as like as a university student I still find it like the question of who am I like very much something I'm still trying to figure out because Mm -hmm. like I think like people like it's kind of weird like to suddenly go from like reading books about like people trying to figure out like who they are to then like like when you if you go into like uh adult like literature like now it's kind of like it's kind of the the problem tends to be like 
my husband and I are having marital problems and obviously I can't really oh like, <laughs> so literally describing a book I'm reading right now I'm dying <laughs> so I think for me like that's kind of why I really like YA and I think people tend to kind of look down on it because they kind of see it as lesser literature and like but mm-hmm. I think every like every like age category has like it's like you know really like like w- well-written books and then the ones that like yeah maybe aren't so great but like definitely why it gets a lot of flack and like I could go on and on as you can tell right. but uh <laughs> yeah generally I'm still trying to kind of figure out what genre I want to write because I think the other thing I like about YA is like there's so many genres like there's fantasy mm. there's contemporary there's like um like uh what else um uh, I shouldn't be able to romance say uh... romance yeah romance like yeah there's quite a few so I think science fiction science well, fiction kind of yeah. goes with fantasy yeah. but you know they're a bit different a little I think, different but mm-hmm. yeah I think what I like about it is like there's variety and I'm someone who really likes variety so I'm like mm. kind of like being able to kind of experiment in a bunch and see like what I like and gravitate towards and mm-hmm. um but then also I do write a lot of poetry as well so I right. think um I don't think I really have like a preference for one. I think I like both for different reasons. Like I think um, when for writing YA, I think I like it because um, you get to think more about like story and like how to tell a good story. You get to like write like more about characters. You kind of get to um, develop like something kind of from the ground up and really um, immerse yourself in, I think your work. Um, whereas I think um, poetry, I get to, like you get to be like a bit more technical with it in some ways. Like you get to look more at like word choice, but you also get to look more at like um, the rhyme scheme, and you get to look more mm. at um, the specifics. So I think that's what I really like right. about um, poetry. Although of course, like you can still like get very specific with um, writing fiction, but typically in the like very like early stages you're not really focusing like on a sentence structure when you're just trying to figure out like you know what's happening in this scene or (laughs) something so right you're more looking at the big picture yeah uh, aspects of it than more so the actual uh like nitty-gritty aspects Mm -hmm. and right yeah yeah until later on but yeah so yeah okay yeah um yeah so then um tell me about like how publishing um, your writing has played into into your creative process like knowing that something is going to be published um, like how does that work do you usually write um, with with the um, with the goal of publishing something or do you kind of go back and reflect on all the work that you have and kind of decide what you want to submit for publishing mm, good question yeah I think so yeah I've also I guess I should like added as well I have written a few articles but like it's not like my main thing like I'm not mm-hmm. really looking to go into journalism so I think right. like I have written a few articles and like I enjoy it from time to time but like um typically those are the ones that I've had published and a few like um poems as well but yeah I don't like I I do have the goal of like publishing because like that's how you get people to read your work but <laughs> it's not like my I don't try to like write like necessarily I guess with the sole intent of like publishing because I think that can very easily um lead to the mindset of like um doing I guess like appealing to the masses rather than like writing what you really want to write so Mm -hmm. um and because like my work is very like 
the like in terms of the reach it has had like um it's pretty limited to like um friends like family like it isn't like wide enough for people to like have a lot of like opinions on so I haven't right. really like had a lot of people like or I've I've really haven't had like people express with like really strong opposing opinions to things I've written but also you could argue I haven't really written on like super like hot button topics but I think like the more obviously the bigger an audience you have you're the more opinions mm-hmm. someone's going to have of your work which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing like I think it's better to, to like for someone to have an like opinion of your work regardless if it's positive or negative than to like have no opinion because like no opinion means they don't care whereas like right if it's negative well you may have supported <laughs> them but like hey they're feeling something so yeah um, at but, least they took the time to to think about it yeah or to they, form their own idea yeah exactly so um I don't think like when I like like there are definitely like some pieces where I'm like I would just want to keep this to myself or like for mm-hmm. like and I'm writing this for me but like I'm not deliberately thinking like I'm not deliberately going through like everything I've written be like okay which of these will I like publish which of these will like I you know not pub like I don't deliberately think of stuff like that it's more Mm -hmm. just like if opportunities present themselves then like you know I'll do it but like I'll take it but like generally I'm not like you know super um I'm not I yeah like I'm not trying like you know kind of going through like like labeling I guess my work because like like it, it all kind of means something to me. Like you know, mm-hmm. like it's kind it's of beyond just publishing. Yeah, for exactly. You, right. Yeah. It's yeah, writing that's good. Yourself. Yeah. 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 That's like that's an interesting point too that you make about like when you put things out there when you're creating for like publishing purposes, then you kind of miss the. It's kind of you have to balance that, but when it's mm-hmm. when it's solely for publishing, then you kind of. Um, there, there draw comes a line where like you know you're overemphasizing um publishing and your audience versus mm-hmm. something just for yourself I guess yeah um, absolutely yeah yeah um maybe let's like backtrack a little bit we've kind of gone <laughs> gone down this like writing rabbit hole but we can come back to that um yeah maybe back to just like what you're studying like what what's kind of like behind the interest um where did you how did you come to that conclusion, that decision, I guess, um, just briefly? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. I think it still ties into, like, um, writing. So um, I think I kind of always knew maybe, I think maybe since I was, like, I, I don't know, like, it wasn't, like, an I knew, like, passion. I knew just kind of, like, more like a quiet, like, I kind of figured out, like, when I think I was, like, 11, 12, I was going to be an English major and not, like, a default, like, I'm not good at anything else, therefore I'll be an English major, but, mm-hmm. like, like genuinely there was like a part of me that really liked English because like I was really into um the like Grimm's fairy tales and the Hans Christian Andersen fairy tales mm-hmm. and, and which are obviously like <clears throat> original fa- like fairy tales they're not like the Disneyified like right. family-friendly versions of stories they're like the dark like gritty <laughs> like miserable like everyone like it you know something horrible right. happens like everyone kind of don't like um I think yeah I was really fascinated with those when I was like um maybe like 11 12 and so like Mm -hmm. like reading those stories I think really did like kind of um kind of I guess really awaken that interest in like English and just generally I was like I I do consider myself a reader so like I was like it Mm -hmm. kind of makes sense like um being an avid reader kind of makes sense to like want to go into like a program where you have to read books (laughs) and like also like as well kind of going off of that I 
really love to analyze literature like I think for me or like sto and stories as well but like um general like themes like that I really love to look for are like symbolism metaphor and irony those are like the three <laughs> like those are like what the I, classics the classics of like <laughs> even though yeah even though what I guess would be kind of it's kind of ironic because I have not read that much like classic literature like I've never I've told you this but I've never read a Jane Austen novel in my life which is right funny. I'm an yes. English major I'd say that's kind of like ironic if you want like a good example of irony but um so I think yeah just the fact that I really like to analyze literature stories like pick it apart like for critiquing but also like what are the themes what are they like or like what's the thematic premise what it like um why does like you know the writer use like you know like why did they choose like you know the setting or what's like the significance right. of like this these characters like stuff like that I really like mm -hmm. looking at that um and then also I think in terms of writing though that kind of came a bit later because like I've always figured again that I'm just going like as an English major but then um, and like obviously I did do a, quite a bit of creative writing like when I was younger and kind of throughout high school I definitely like I was that person who would like store up like story ideas in like a word document so like I now have like I have a word document on my laptop with like a bunch of story ideas that like I, I almost never refer to but I just keep it because I'm like you know you never know one but, day <laughs> one day you never know that like that that dystopia I wrote about potentially <laughs> or like potentially came up with the idea with like for who knows if dystopia has ever become a thing again but yeah um, you never know yeah <laughs> but um yeah um I think yeah grade 12 was kind of when I just like kind of really fell in love with creative writing again and um so I think that kind of like influenced my decision to like do that as well as English like I like as I definitely have said before like I really love variety so I was like I don't want to like just do English like I appreciate having something else to do as well so like having creative writing I think worked and like I also because as you know most universities don't allow you to do just creative writing as a major which is fine with me like I was like I don't think I would want to do just creative writing for my major so like the fact it's both English and creative writing works really well but Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you? Because you're in English and math majors. So kind of what yes. led you to that decision? I'm kind of curious because like, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everyone's always curious. But yes, um, if you are listening to this and you either know or maybe you don't know, maybe it's in your head. Oh, obviously, she wants to be a teacher and you are correct. However, <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't hate when people do this, but I, I dislike when um people just automatically assume after I tell them what I'm yeah. saying they're like oh you want to be a teacher um yeah. because like obviously yes I do they're not wrong but it would be it would be great if like I could you know say that for myself and be like yes I want to be a teacher and it not just be like the default the default job because for me it's not a default job it, it's yeah. like a it's been like a lifelong dream for me so mm -hmm. yeah um yeah yeah the kind of interest behind that or the the reason behind that um yeah, I've wanted to be a teacher for, oh gosh, since I was like four. You'd, you'd catch me like reading to my little brother or reading to my stuffed animals. Or um, I used to read to my best friend, actually. Fun fact, if Aww. you're listening to this, um, <laughs> she's listening. Um, yeah, so I love to, to yeah, work with kids as well. Um, that's something that I've kind of grown in um, 
grown a uh, passion for um, more recently working with like youth and um, high school aged kids. They're just, yeah, so much fun, even though they're so close in age to me, but that's what makes it fun. They're just like <laughs> friends. So yeah, um, I've always wanted to be a teacher and I kind of flipped flopped through um, teachables. Um, I wanted to teach science. Um, I, I took like pretty much all the sciences in high school. Um, so that was an option. And then in grade 12, I was kind of like, well, I'm at this place where like, I need to decide like soon. Um, so I just kind of went with the two, the two uh, classes that I had enjoyed the most over the four years of high school. Um, so I just went with English and math and both of those were, were things that I could study at Western. Um, I really appreciate just the way that Western has made studying things from different faculties in different departments just like so easy and accessible for people um so that has been a real blessing um but yeah I I guess in terms of interest um I have always been like a reader um there have definitely been like years that I I didn't read as much as I wanted to Same. <laughs> um so yeah it's kind of just been I'm not one of those I'm, I wouldn't consider myself like a bookworm but I do enjoy reading when I get the chance um but yeah, in high school, uh, the English teacher that I had um, was, yeah, just really influential. And so was my math teacher um, and just, yeah, kind of unlocking these like secret um, passions that I had that I had no idea about. So, um, yeah, and I think both subjects are really, really important um, and something that I've been thinking a lot about over the past, I guess, three years now of my degree is just how um how often we just separate the two and we think that, um, you know, I often hear um, art students kind of not bashing um, the STEM, uh, the STEM fields, but just like kind of misunderstanding the importance of them and um, the critical, uh, the critical mind that is needed for it. But in the same, at the same time, um, like hearing people in the STEM field being like, oh, arts classes are so easy. And like, they're like, not as hard as STEM classes and that is in no way true coming from someone yep. who is literally in both programs um, yeah. <laughs> that is in no way true they are both very different um, but um, the thing that I've really enjoyed kind of getting to um, getting to see is that um, both approaches can be more fluid and like flow together easily more mm -hmm. easily um, and I think that when approaching like curriculum be like the way that you're teaching these subjects, like, I think they need to be um, not necessarily taught together, but taught with a mindset that both are equally important and both are, um, are useful, but also that everyone has the ability and capability to, to kind of approach both of them with a, a positive attitude. Because um, that's a thing, that's something that gets lost um, in, in, um, in a lot of classrooms so mm -hmm. anyways that was a, l a long rant about um, oh. math and English but yeah that's kind of where that came from so I'm not necessarily a writer like um, Angelina and I wouldn't say that I'm super nerdy about math but I am interested in um, how we can better approach teaching those subjects and kind of um, engaging with with kids about those uh, in in those two areas so anyways that is enough from me. What a tangent. Um, but yeah, Angelina, back to you. Um, uh, where, where do you find inspiration 
um, for your writing? Because I know that's something that I've uh, definitely struggled with when I've uh, attempted to uh, to produce some <laughs> creative works uh, here and there throughout the past couple of years. But yeah, where do you usually find your inspiration? Yeah, I think in terms of inspiration, like I don't know if I actively go around looking for inspiration because I think I just kind of like I I just kind of like to uh, kind of just see what happens for inspiration. Like I think for me, like there's some things I know that will like we're all probably gain more inspiration than others. For instance, like um, being in nature, I tend to get a lot of inspiration. Like I think just being outside and like observing the world around you and like listening to like the different sounds for me, that's mm-hmm. like tends to be um, one way I get quite a bit of inspiration, but then also I get a lot of inspiration from reflecting, like just on um, experiences I've had and like um, uh, just like, uh, I guess how like certain things have made me felt like feel. And then also mm-hmm. um, I get inspiration. I think as well as today's, if like I have a thought of like a certain thematic premise that like just comes to mind, like what if like, I think there's a thing with a lot of writers is it's like, do you get your story ideas because like you see a character like in your mind or because you come up with like the idea first. And I think for me, I, I kind of come up with the like idea first rather than like seeing the character. Like typically I think more of a, like an idea that would be really interesting to explore. Like um, if I think like, um, like, I guess I'm more driven by like the different concepts you can have for story because then it's like mm-hmm. what do these like concepts like kind of I guess embody and then also like um what would this kind of look like if this was a story like what would the plot be what would like the characters be like I think I have that approach that doesn't mean like sometimes I don't see like a character or something but generally I like um more get the idea for like the the idea first in terms of like when right. it comes to stories but then poetry yeah it tends to be more like um pretty random in terms of like excuse me um like the tends to be pretty random in terms of the Mm. feelings and then that and just a lot of reflection but generally I think inspiration is something that it'll strike you when it strikes you like um and I think sometimes it's good to just write even if you aren't feeling inspired because then like that can produce inspiration like get that kind of get like your mind working and like obviously Mm -hmm. if you only ever like do something when you feel inspired to then I like for me personally if that was the case I would probably never really get around to writing because like I don't feel inspired like 24 7 yeah and you need like those warm-ups you know like yeah exactly and yeah I think as well like also I think knowing what time of day you kind of feel most inspired like for Mm. me this is kind of like both a good and bad thing but I feel most inspired at night like midnight like (laughs) I'm kind of that person that will like maybe like lie awake at at, like 1 a.m thinking about like an idea and I'm like I should be sleeping but no this idea is so interesting and like (laughs) I so I'm definitely a night owl and I think it generally like that's just when like inspiration tends to hit me like the most or um sometimes it's random like when I'm doing random mundane tasks but typically it's at night so I think knowing Mm -hmm. kind of when like you feel most inspired is kind of good to kind of then like just being aware like I think a lot of inspiration just kind of comes from being like self-aware and like kind of being able to pay attention to like your feelings your thoughts your emotions and um but yeah mm-hmm. I guess there isn't really a- anything like specific that inspires me but like what about you mm-hmm. is there like anything particularly that like inspires you with like writing yeah um I'm not 
I, I'm definitely no Angelina or um, any any other writer's name you could put in there. Um, I'm definitely not, uh, you know, no J.K. Rowling out here. Um, but yeah, I when I do write, um, the things that I have written um, over the past couple of years are usually um, not for anyone, not meant for anyone else's eyes. They're not, not that they're secret or anything. Um, they're mostly just like, um, personal expressions of um, whatever whatever's yeah. kind of going on. Um, yeah, but it's yeah, typically, healthy. yeah, um, yeah. Usually, my inspiration, and this is not even for like writing in general, um, just like for everything really, um, is just usually like my circumstance or like situation or whatever mm-hmm. kind of like I'm facing at that moment. Um, that's been a real. Uh, source of inspiration and I think that is that's the case for a lot of people Um, I know for me like I don't I don't personally write music um, but I do a lot of like playing of music not necessarily recently um, I'd say but um, in the past um, when I approach uh, like music and and playing songs that I um, that I'm either doing for like for an exam or something um, even those songs um, they definitely like have inspired me I guess during times of um, hardship or whatever whatever the situation is Um, and Mm -hmm. just the ability to really like lean into those lean into those notes and like lean into those um, just like little little markings and creative markings throughout the piece um, has been like a a real really great um, source of just like expression for me Um, Mm -hmm. but I think in terms of like writing specifically back to that I guess um, yeah I would say just things that I'm going through um, or like random like Angelina said I think like random ideas that (laughs) come into my head the the last thing that I started writing was um, so fun story I killed a spider on my wall like a year and a half ago and it is still there it is still on my wall Angelina I don't even know if you can see it but it's like right above that little thing on my wall I see I think I see it it's it's like hold on it's like a little dot on my wall, but I killed it so long ago and I just refused to clean it up. And I know that's so bad. I definitely should. I'm so sorry to anyone who's like a really strong like animal activist or something, but like I definitely should clean it up and like give it some rest, but like I just can't. And so I had this idea to like write a story from the spider's perspective, but like you don't know that it's from the spider's perspective until the end. So I started writing it and I didn't finish, but I'm excited to to do that. So that's another area of inspiration. It's just honestly like random things. And I don't, I wouldn't classify that as a necessarily like an excellent piece of writing or like an excellent source of inspiration in no way, but it's more just like for fun. Um, so I think like finding things that are just random and, and funny um, is a great way to express yourself. Um, and then I think even... Um, a lot of times um, some of my writing has just been a lot of like reflection, um, like spiritual reflection and like internal reflection, I think. Um, and those aren't necessarily, again, like those aren't works that I would necessarily want to like be publishing anywhere or like share with anyone. They're more just for myself. But yeah, that's definitely something I think that also plays a big, uh, big role in inspiration is just like my faith. And I mean, a lot of scripture is really is a lot of it is poetry I mean most of it is um and so yeah it's really cool to be able to 
um, kind of engage with scripture in that way um, through writing. So yeah, that's what I would say to that. Um, But yeah, I mean, okay, moving forward to like the future, um, where do you see yourself using writing in the future? Like, is that something that you see yourself kind of carrying into um into your life after you graduate um yeah I think that um yeah I think like writing is definitely something that um in like I think will always be a part of my life in some way like Mm -hmm. I think I definitely like have goals and ambitions but I also don't want to like limit myself in terms of like what I end up writing about like because for all I know like I could end up writing like um for uh like do like I could end up writing like who knows like screenplays for video games I'm not against it like I I'd be down (laughs) if like the opportunity presented itself like yeah like I'll I'll try and see if I like it like in high school I sincerely like considered like writing for video games and like that's still something I've considered like potentially like I think it'd be interesting there's like no courses you can really take though in terms at like (laughs) university that teach you that which is a bit sad but who knows maybe like you know, but it'll be once I graduate, there'll be like a course that comes out. I I feel like it's always like when you're gone, it always happens. But um, well, actually, I wouldn't be surprised if there was just some like course at Western or or Huron or Brusher Kings or something that is somewhat related to video games or something. I mean, I'm taking a course this summer that's called Superheroes and and Heroes at Huron. And it's an English course. So there is bound to be something out there. Okay. Yeah. So I don't want to limit myself and I think ultimately in terms of what I write ultimately I my biggest takeaways for what I want people to take regardless of what the medium may be I want people to take away from it I think for them to kind of be able to relate in terms of um, the emotions and the feelings Mm -hmm. because like I definitely try to be emotionally honest in what I write like I don't try to like necessarily like suppress or tone down like how I'm feeling or like um my emotion because like you said it's personal expression but then right um also I think if I can like as well I think I'll get people to think critically as well because I will kind of know I'll, I will know I've like done a good job in a sense just because like being an English major like your whole the whole point is being able to think critically um mm-hmm. so I think that's a skill that like um because that's something I've definitely been able to acquire just the more I like study literature and analyze it that's something I hope it like other people will be able to do just from reading like I hope people enjoy like just enjoy the story but that'll also like kind of you know like stay with them but or like Mm -hmm. anything that I write like even if it doesn't have to be forever but like if it can just for maybe a while just like touch someone then um and resonate with them I think for me that I'll I'll like that's probably will be great like satisfaction (laughs) Yeah, but, that's that's enough of a reward in itself. Yeah, but yeah, and I guess kind of as well, like um, with English, I guess for you, like yeah, because you mentioned, like I guess, sorry, no, I'll you know I'll let you take over. I'm sure you're gonna have more questions. I just like oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. Do you want to try again? Also, because I can cut this out. Did you okay. have a, a question? Um. What was I going to ask you? Like, um, yeah, I think um, in terms, like, as well with, like, English, like, I think what I like about it in, like, kind of just going off of what I said earlier is the fact mm-hmm. that, yes, you are able to, like, 
analyze it and think critically of it. And I think it definitely gets, like you said, people think like RTMA's courses are like super easy and like, you know, <laughs> like anyone can do them. And like, um, I mean, like, I mean, I guess you just like, if you can read and write, yes, you can do it. But like, it does require a lot of critical thinking and a lot of being able to like make connections and create meaning almost like mm-hmm. the idea that like, cause art is so subjective as well yeah like, you have to be able to like be able to kind of still like make a connection between two very distinct like concepts or ideas even though maybe they aren't related or someone the person beside you probably isn't going to make that connection like mm. it's just and that doesn't necessarily mean they're like I guess unlike other fields where like if someone doesn't make a connection it's wrong whereas like English mm-hmm. it's like you know this is perfectly like you know that's <laughs> perfectly fine it's just because of different life experiences which isn't bad like it's good I think it makes for good discussion too yeah so I guess like for anyone listening to this like if anyone's hopefully there's someone out here who's interested in writing I hope everyone's interested in writing something um but yeah what would you what would you say is kind of your source for writing tips um or like how would you kind of encourage people to um seek out those tips and and like explore um how they can um get better at writing and just even start writing themselves Mm, good question um I think so for me my like I like I think the best advice in terms of like just with start writing is like to really just write like I think write the act of writing itself is going to be like the best teacher you could ever have in terms of writing like you can definitely read like um like tips for like writing you can um like look at um um like online for tips you can also like you know read craft books and stuff and like which is not bad like I as like I'm someone who really likes learning in general so like I definitely like to um look online for (laughs) a lot of writing tips like I definitely have used YouTube a lot um I also use Instagram as well if you like there's some accounts that are just like solely dedicated to um, writing advice and like I like to kind of look at those mm-hmm. but then also I have occasionally looked at Tumblr because like <laughs> you can like if it, you just like I don't have a Tumblr account like I just like to you know like type it in like Google and then just like as like kind of like a you know like a um stranger just kind of like log in and like sc- go through like <laughs> Tumblr accounts and just like look yeah. for like, writing tips but um I think really the way like best way to learn is um through just through writing and I think as well that kind of like like it's kind of interesting as well because yes I am in a creative writing program which is like the whole goal is you're supposed to kind of learn how to write but I think most of the advice like that like at least for me that like that has kind of stayed with me with writing has actually Mm -hmm. come from like outside of like school like I don't think like necessarily it's bad to like t- like you know that creative writing like doesn't teach you anything like it definitely focuses more on the technical mm-hmm. side of craft which you you definitely need but in terms of like story structure like right. and the stuff like with characters but also like um pacing and stuff like that that's more stuff I've just like learned outside of school I think mm-hmm. um so I think that's kind of the upper thing is like sorry do you need to um be a creative writing major in order to be considered a writer and I would say no because Mm. um I think like I think if you have the mentality that like you have to be like a creative writing major in order to be considered a writer or you need to be an English major in order to be considered Mm -hmm. a writer I think it kind of can contribute to like 
a degree of elitism that kind of exists within like art circles where like you have to like meet these certain requirements in order to be considered like a writer or an artist or any kind of creator really um but um again i because i like learning that's kind of the reason why i um chose creative writing not because i'm like this is like if i do creative writing this means i'm going to like mm -hmm. actually it's going to make me a writer like <laughs> i did it because genuinely i wanted the experience i was like it's not going to hurt like you know it's mm -hmm. um I like it was a passion like already a passion area of mine and I'm like that's not gonna hurt if I can just like learn more about it and like um get some extra experience like it kind of can anyone be a writer because like clearly you don't need like a university degree to do it like there are plenty of offers who like who are never English majors or like creative writing right. majors but like any like majored in like a STEM field or something but they went on to become really good writers like clearly you don't need to be like in English or creative writing major to be a writer or, or like um, but does that mean that, like, so then can anyone be a writer? And I think the common answer is yes, like, and I would say yes as well, but, like, then people tend to make the comment, like, anyone can do it, like, especially, like, when you tell people, like, you're writing a novel, let's say you're a fiction writer, and, like, people are like, anyone can do that, like, mm -hmm. it kind of devalues the, uh, the process and, like, yeah, the, the amount of, like, effort and stuff that, that you put into it as a creator. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, I don't want to say like, they're completely wrong. Like, yes, anyone who has access to a laptop and who um, can or like pen and paper or who can mm -hmm. read and, and who can like, read and write can, you know, write a novel. But I think the comments um, that like anyone can do it, like, it kind of, yeah, it dismisses like, the work that goes into right. like, writing a novel like you when you write like, a novel there's like so much you kind of have to consider like you have to consider plot you have to consider story structure you have to consider character you have to consider setting you have to consider world building you have to consider um pacing you have to consider um the prose you have to consider tone you have to consider themes so it's like mm -hmm. you have a bunch of moving parts that like mm -hmm. um off I think people often tend to like forget about when they right. think like anyone can do it and so like and I'm not saying you have to like be able to do all these things like really well in order to be considered a writer like I can't world build for the life of me I've tried but <laughs> and like because like I I like I love learning about other cultures and like um societies and like belief systems but the minute you ask me like create your own like I'm like I can't do it <laughs> oh and same so <laughs> same <laughs> so um that also might be why I tend to gravitate towards a bit more like to I, that might be why I gravitate towards contemporary a bit more just because like you can set it in the real world and obviously you kind of need to like know the world a bit but like it doesn't necessarily mean you have to like create like a whole new like um, <laughs> whole new um right you know country or something From but scratch. like yeah not that that's like bad like some I think no. it, like it's a good exercise but like generally like every writer has their strengths and weaknesses and like you're always going to be learning and I think that's like the beauty of it is the fact that like you're never really going to reach a point where like you're like I know everything because like there's mm -hmm. always something new to learn there's always something you can improve and like def when I go back and look at old work I like see like I can I, like I can always point out something where I'm like I could have changed this like this right. like I could have eliminated this like section or like where like I'm like this word choice is a bit like awkward or like I'm like why <laughs> did I write that or like I can't or like I can't believe they let me like you know say that like that that's so like purple pr like so much like so purple prosy or like whatever <laughs> like um so you're always growing and improving and it's always good like it's good to look back and be able to see like how far you've come but 
as well that kind of can contribute like if you kind of have this idea though that like um you need to be good in like every area of writing or to be able to write like a novel like no like you like you'll definitely kind of figure out your strengths as you like write but then you'll also kind of know what you need to work on that's not a bad thing like um so Mm -hmm. I think yeah it's definitely like kind of a like a lot to think about because like there's like definitely anyone it's kind of like I guess the thing of writing is like anyone like they're like can anybody can do it yeah but they're definitely like right you know there's it's not quite as like you can't just like broadly apply that like saying to like the like the whole process like because yeah the process is a bit more complex but then again does art have to be complex that's the whole other discussion we're like (laughs) Uh, everything have to have meaning yeah Yeah. um because even like when I think about yeah like the whole movement of like fan fiction and like online just like the internet has made writing so much more um accessible for people Mm -hmm. and publishing so much more accessible people because when you think about um in the past like the way that you get things published is if you can you know get it printed on paper um and then you need to distribute it and all of that like I'm not too familiar with like the history of books and and all that but just like or you need to get your works published in a newspaper or like in 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 a magazine or whatever um but like nowadays you can just I could literally just whip something together right now and like post it on anywhere and someone could see it so and I mean, with the emergence of like Wattpad and whatever, whatever the other fan fiction websites are, um, yeah, anyone's able to to write. And I mean, it's crazy that we see like some of these fan fiction um, stories like turning into movies and yeah. turning into like, yeah, being a part of pop culture, uh, yeah. which is just incredible. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it's exciting and like interesting, but it's also just like a strange concept to me. I think. Mm. Um, like someone just writing something with their own um their own standards of writing I guess like not really Mm. writing it based on anything else um but like with the intention to just kind of create a story that is entertaining for them and entertaining for like a certain group of people um but then it turning into like something that yeah apparently everreone's into so yeah um yeah Yeah. it's just yeah quite interesting in that sense Yeah, I don't think it's, like, yeah, definitely, that's a good point with, like, fan fiction, and, like, I, I think it also has, like, the people tend to write off, like, fan fiction as, like, not being deep or complex, when I'd argue, it, like, there are fan, like, there's, there like, really good fan fiction. Yeah, out there. exactly, and, like, when people are, like, like, oh, like, but it, they all portray, like, problematic relationships, and, like, yeah, there definitely are some that portray problematic relationships, but there are a lot of published books that were, like, traditionally published that mm-hmm. have problematic relationships, yeah, so exactly. it's, like, it's like kind of it's just kind of like you know just kind of like a little bit like of a double standard so I think mm-hmm. I think yeah sure. the, I guess a good thing that has kind of come out of fan fiction is the fact that like there's almost like less gatekeeping now because like a lot of the mm-hmm. um, that's true kind of what we talked about maybe in like our first recording of how like there are a lot of like voices that have historically been silenced and typically it's because like there's a lot of gatekeeping in literature like what gets to be published and like who can be mm-hmm. published like versus like sure. who like is not given as many opportunities to be published so I think yeah fan fiction kind of like allow like allows there's like um allows for more opportunities that like would not previously exist and I think mm-hmm. challenges a lot of the uh, what we consider as like class like you know what we consider to be like yeah classic literature or like good writing or like um mm-hmm. 
or like even like what gets remembered past yeah generation exactly Exactly. which is such an interesting like I mean we obviously don't have time to like unpack this entire topic but um, (laughs) just like the idea that like since everything is so accessible now like in 20 years like anyone can find anything um anything that that was written during like this time that we're alive but like in the past the only things that made it out of those periods were things that were decided and were Mm -hmm. designated as like quote-unquote like good literature or like classical literature things that um kind of became to define these periods but like I don't like I don't know if that same thing will happen to our generation Mm. of like art and creativity because everything is so accessible and everything is is available everywhere Yeah. yeah I definitely think it's that gatekeeping aspect of it is really interesting um and yeah like the ability to kind of bring bring to light these voices that have been um silenced have been able to kind of reemerge um during this yeah this period of just mass content and mass content consumption Mm -hmm. to so to kind of like close this portion of the um the episode just our like discussion portion we have something special at the end um yeah I just wanted to quickly ask you Angelina do you have anything like do you have any big projects that you're working towards right now like anything in the making in the works good question um actually right now I kind of think I'm in a bit of a rest period like I think Mm. um especially like this um like since like January to kind of like now I think has been a lot of like just burnout in general so I think I have been kind Mm -hmm. of trying to recover from that and just have been really um trying to make sure like I'm not you know trying to push myself too much and like Mm -hmm. and making sure that I'm getting some rest creative creatively as well Mm -hmm. um as mentally and emotionally but um yeah I think in terms of projects that I'm working on I think um I don't know if I have anything super big like going on right now but I think generally if something comes up like to keep it definitely keep an eye on it I'm mostly writing for myself which again that's not a bad thing like we've definitely talked about like how the importance of being able to write for yourself and not like just for like an audience and I think that's something I am really thinking about a lot and I think as well though like it kind of now that you mention it it does kind of bring up this like kind of something else we've talked about quite a bit is like that sense of imposter syndrome and like that mm-hmm. sense of like I have to be like working on something like right now in order to be considered like mm-hmm. you know a creative or something and like I think um I think the fact that like I like not having something that works like yes it like motivates me to want to get something works but also I don't want to like push it and like kind right. of force it so sometimes there are seasons where that just like isn't the case and you like mm-hmm. for whatever reason that's not bad you're not like less of a writer or um, creator just because you aren't like actively producing like um, content and I think you you definitely have to be careful about like um, you know assuming that like the creative like the individual is like the product of their work or like because like they're definitely like because then I think that can create like the um, internal question of like am I more than just like what I produce like right you know so and like even though like I definitely love creating it's still that idea of like my identity is so tied to what I create that like can I ever really like escape from that so Mm. I think I want to avoid falling into that trap so right now it's just a lot of rest but I am I am still writing I'm still um I'm definitely focusing a lot on poetry because like I said you get to be a lot more like 
technical with it. Like you get to kind of like look at word choice and you get to um, play around with it like that. And for sure. I think for it, it is kind of like, um, I think, yeah, it is like very much just like a very personal expression. So, mm-hmm. and not that like stories can't be for sure, but I think you definitely have to like, you have a lot of other parts you have to work with too. Right. So I think, um, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of, I think right now is just mostly a period of rest, but like I'm right. still kind of thinking of like projects I want to potentially do. And like, I think I'm I'm always thinking of stuff I want to do because like I'm a very much like, I don't want to say like I am like, a, like, in, like, I'm not, maybe I'm not like exactly a go-getter, but I am ambitious. Does that make sense? <laughs> like, <laughs> you're somewhere in between, somewhere, yeah, somewhere, somewhere in between. that general area. Yeah, no, yeah. that makes sense. Um, so, yeah. 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 So, so then you're more going to be publishing like or not publishing but maybe just like posting um like poetry or like shorter projects not necessarily like anything big right now not right now that I can say definitely because like I recently did shelf a bigger project and that doesn't mean I won't return to it I just kind of Mm -hmm. was like I really need some time away from it because like I think I was really lacking a personal connection to the story. Like, mm. I think I just kind of, what happened was I was really like inserting a lot of things that I really love, which is great. But like, if yeah. you only have like what you love, but like the story doesn't mean it, like really mean anything to you personally, like mm-hmm. it's, you're definitely going to have a harder time in like, you know, feeling like feeling connected to it. Yeah. To, to it And wanting to work on it because mm-hmm. you don't have that like personal connection again this can also bring up the argument does do you need to necessarily like have it be like a deep personal thing and I would say like mm-hmm. no but like it doesn't have to like it can be very like you can definitely work on something it can be light and that's and mm-hmm. maybe you don't embed it with a lot of meaning and that's fine but I think regardless like every creative person like whenever you create something it is yeah well thank you so much for yeah, joining me twice. Um, and just, yeah, <laughs> yes. taking the time to really share and, and um, yeah, share your heart for writing and, um, yeah, just invite, I think, people to, um, to engage with, with writing as well. Um, yeah. 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 So, yeah, I appreciate the, the um, thought and, and just the time that you've taken to spend with us um here um yeah. I was gonna say here in the studio but we all know that's a lie um <laughs> yeah. So, yeah yeah um yeah I'm glad I could be here we definitely yeah. need to do like a bonus episode where I get to hear some of your poems and give my first impressions <laughs> and do an analysis one day one day one day because we'll you you do have good poetry I have read thank it. you and I, am, I was like well, I was like reading it and I was like wow this is so good but yeah so I'll have to well, change some things in it but we'll see yeah maybe yeah. or if you have um, new content that I've never seen yeah who knows but yeah yeah if I can so. have, find some time for that yes yeah so um uh just to close this um this episode I just wanted to let you guys know that in the description um there will be some links and such um that you can check out so um there will be links to Angelina's like uh blog her website where she posts her writing um and her instagram as well um yeah so definitely take a look at her uh at her stuff um with that being said um we shall conclude this episode um a big shout out to um yeah to all of you guys for listening and um please give me feedback let me know um 
of any topics that you would like me to yeah chat about or um, any guests that you think would be really cool a cool addition Um, but sadly that is all for today Um, and so we will have to say goodbye and I will see you guys um, next time I don't know what the next uh, topic what the next adventure will be but we'll find out together so till next time bye Thank you.